Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and good afternoon to all of America. I hope everybody is listening because uh, we have a very, very, uh, very full show and unfortunately some very uh, tragic news to start with, and that is that police officer Wilbert Mora uh, passed away. He gave a good fight for his life. You know, he was shot on weekend uh, attempting to save a, a, a woman, a mother, from a extremely uh, violent son. She called for that help, and three officers responded. Officer Rivera died almost immediately. The officer who, who actually uh, shot uh, the perpetrator uh, was not uh, uh, wounded, and uh, Wilbert Morrow was wounded as well, and he has been struggling for his life, and now he's gone. So now we have two police officers that were killed uh, on this domestic violence call. And this was a wonderful man, a wonderful police officer, a wonderful family. They will now no longer have Wilbert ever again, nor will Mr. Rivera's family have him ever again. The finality of death is always uh, uh, brutal, as we know. But there is a little something different when it happens when people are shot who actually put their life at risk in order to protect other people. People would have to admit that police officers are special in that most of us do not, when we suit up for work, have somewhere in the back of our minds, unless some terrible, unusual events going to occur, that we're not coming home that day. Uh, I, I can't say that every police officer every day has that in his mind. I know a lot of police officers and had, you know, a lot of relatives who are police officers. But I do know when something like this happens, they all do. When when people read about the Mora and the Rivera shooting, or, for example, we're going to talk about it later, the Galloway shooting in Houston, or it could be somewhere else. Every police officer thinks about it. I'll tell you for sure, every one of my aunts thought about it, and cousins. The minute they hear about a shooting, it comes. It reminds them, Daddy's a police officer. This is what can happen to a police officer. I guess it may be the same with pilots when, God forbid, there's an airplane crash, right? And for the Black Lives Matter, for Black Lives Matter to say that not all police officers who die in the line of duty are good people. Well, you know, not everybody who dies are good people. And I don't know, when people pointed out that that was true of George Floyd, what happened? I mean, George Floyd was not exactly a guy that you would normally put up a statue to. How many people did he violate? How much violence did he do? How many crimes did he commit? And he died unjustifiably, but he died resisting arrest, not trying to save somebody's life. So don't you ever put Mr. Floyd in the same position as Mr. Rivera or Mr. Mora. They didn't die basically completely gone on drugs, resisting arrest, with a long record of violence, including against women. 
So when Black Lives Matter wants to make a statement like that, think about the glass house you're sitting in, you bunch of communists. Just think about it, huh? I know, I know, the wokies will let you get away with it, and but you guys, you guys have some nerve to do that. You know, does Biden tell the truth about anything, even little things? Remember, he promised he promised we can have more unity. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was a ho- that was a ho- I said hokel. That was a Kamala Harris laugh. <laughs> he also promised. We were going to be extremely civil. We were going to be extremely civil in our uh, discourse, in our discourse, so that we could be more united. Let's listen to, let's listen to our esteemed discourse by our very civil uh, president. Cut one. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Hey, Joe. Okay, it's not your biggest lie. Your lies over the Ukraine were much bigger. <laughs> or maybe the ones about China where you pulled in about $30 million. But, you know. Or how about when you lied in law school and you cheated and you, and you plagiarized that, that, that five, five pages from somebody, else's, from somebody else's law review? Or when you look over people's uh, shoulders for the answers to tests and nobody liked to sit near you. Or when you lied about um, the Prime Minister of England or you lied about... You may not know in your personal life a bigger liar than the President of the United States. I don't know a person dumber. That is true. Hochul now, Hochul has become an expert on law enforcement. Uh Uh-huh. Hoko Poko, who's never been elected, I don't think. Well, she's elected a couple of things and not, not elected and a whole bunch of deals got it here and there. Hoko Poko has a theory on crime. Um, let's go to cut five on Hoko Poko's theory on crime. We have to do more to fight the scourge of illegal guns on our streets. These guns, despite our tough laws here in the state of New York, we're proud of them. They're coming in from other states. They're flooding our streets. Hey, idiot. This has been going on for 50 years. It was going on when I became mayor. More. Five times more than you know about. So explain to me how I reduced uh, uh, gun, gun murders by 70% without any change in gun control. Because gun control doesn't control the behavior of criminals. It is the single biggest canard, and it is the single biggest excuse that Democrats give for the incredible amount of crime that they happen to provide in their jurisdictions. Uh, Hokopoko, please explain why New York and Chicago, that have the strictest gun laws in the country, explain to me why they have uh, some of the highest murder rates. Uh, Oh, we can't stop guns from coming into New York? Why can't we stop guns from coming into New York? I stopped guns from coming into New York. I did. But you've got another problem. You've got another big problem that that group of lies you just told reveals. You don't put people in jail for guns anymore. I did. 
Bloomberg did. That sure as hell keeps a lot of guns out of New York. That means if you accidentally get caught, uh, it, was a ba- it was a minimum of one year, but usually five. I remember it applied to Plexico Burroughs. Hmm? It was a law that stuck in your head. So uh, after a while, when people got used to it, it took about three, four years to get used to it. People said, well, I don't know if I want to carry a gun into New York. Why don't you guys ever come up with a practical solution rather than liberal crap? Huh? You've been saying the same thing for 40 years. I never dealt with a murderer. And I'm sure, Hokopoko, you never really dealt with a murderer. But I dealt with a lot. I never dealt with a murderer or criminal or drug dealer or whatever that registered their guns. Hmm? Gun control has its place. It has its purpose. The minute you start using it as a major weapon against violent crime, we're going to have more violent crime. That's about a 50-year history, by the way. You've got to be like a numbskull just to figure that out, which is about the level we're working on, we're working on now. When, when, we, uh, when we come back, we'll discuss Adam's uh, new plan, which I will say is uh, plus and minus. It's got uh, pluses, and it's got some very, very serious, it has some very serious minuses. And then later in the show, Republican candidate in Texas, 38th Congressional District, Jerry Ford, who was a first responder, he's going to join us to discuss, uh, well, he's going to discuss what Soros did to Houston, very similar to what he did to New York and many other places, uh, with District Attorney Kim Og, who is the uh, brag of Houston. In, as part of our ongoing effort to try to show you we're dealing with it, we want to do it a national problem. Our national problem is George Soros. And a lot of people don't know it because they protect George Soros. And then I'll bring you the mayor's final thoughts at the end of the show. We'll kind of wrap a lot of it together. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot coming up. And we'll also be taking your telephone calls. This is Rudy Giuliani. And with common sense, we're going to get the heart of the problem and solve it. Rudy Giuliani. Hi, Rudy Giuliani, and welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. We are going to be talking to uh, uh, Jerry Ford. He's going to join me in a in a in a moment, and uh, Jerry is uh, going to talk about a Harris County, uh, Texas deputy constable who was brutally murdered during a, a traffic stop for no apparent reason. Charles Galloway, and give us a description of what's going on in Houston which, my goodness, is not terribly different than New York, Chicago, St. Louis, San Francisco. Jerry, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing, Mr. Mayor? I'm doing okay, Jerry. Jerry, tell us a little about your, about yourself. I know you're a first responder. Uh, yes, sir. I've uh, been a first responder for a little over 30 years. I uh, started out as a first responder with the Houston Fire Department, uh, working my way up to Chief Fire Marshal and Assistant Fire Chief. So tell us what happened in, 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 in Houston with Charles Galloway. Well, uh, Charles Galloway is just one of the many officers uh, who have uh, lost their lives in Houston and across this country. Uh, Galloway, uh, he, was, he, was, he was gunned down, uh, sadly, by, and I, I don't want to say this guy was uh, uh, in illegal immigrants, but uh, 
I think he was. But the bottom line is that, you know, we got these open borders letting God knows who in our country, and they are causing really bad heartache for the American family. So the per- per- person who did it was not a U.S. citizen or, as far as you could tell, lawfully in the United States. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm hearing. And did he have a, did he have a record? Uh, yes, he had a, a criminal record. Uh, from what I understand, he has been let out on bail uh, a couple of times. And uh, his, his wife and her brother had been helping him, and so they have been arrested so far and charged with uh, abating uh, a felony. And what was his criminal activity? What, what, what kind of crimes was he involved in? Uh, I think it was just, uh, you know, just robbery, you know, just running the mill type uh, criminal activity. And your district attorney is one of those district attorneys who was elected by a great deal of money from George Soros. Uh, yes. am, am I correct about that? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I think what, what, what's going on in our country, uh, you know, we have a policy issue within our district attorney's office offices across this country, uh, and it's led by George Soros. Uh, progressive billionaire George Soros is helping elect progressive district attorneys who see criminals as good guys and our police officers as bad guys. Uh, George Soros is enacting a far-left plan across this country to elect DAs with his agenda. And I call that his agenda because every DA that he has helped elect has the same plan. And uh, I think one of the first DAs that he helped was Kim Ogg right here in Houston. And crime is running rampant. Well, one of, the, one of them also was Kim Gardner in St. Louis. And she's facing 42 counts for disbarment. And the agent that she used in a case in which she framed up the sitting governor is now under federal indictment. Uh, then, then you have the one in Chicago. I think it's Fox. She's the one who let Smollett go. And, of course, sits on... I don't know, 10 murders a weekend and 40 shootings, and that's been going on for 50 years of Democrats. Uh, yes, we, 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 had, we, we got, uh, we got a guy in New York who doesn't want to prosecute anything, you know, basically. Right, right. And, and we, 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 we had a grandmother here in Houston. Uh, she was a manager at one of the cracker barrels. Uh, she was gunned down early in the morning getting ready to start her shift. A criminal came up to the door trying to snatch a purse from one of her co-workers, and she tried to prevent the robbery and tried to shut the door, and this criminal got out of his car and shot her dead. And he was out on bail on three or four different uh, PR bonds previously. You know, these progressive DAs are not doing their job. Well, Jerry, Jerry, you know you know Houston really well. Obviously, you're in the streets. You've, you've had an incredible career as a first responder. I know Houston a bit. You know, I was part of a law firm in Houston for ten years, Bracewell Giuliani, and I spent a lot of time in Houston. I know a lot of your police officers, very, very good men and women. Now, 
when DAs make these statements, like we're not going to have bail, or our guy said uh, we're not going to put you in jail if it's an armed robbery, but you don't use the weapon. Criminals pay attention to that, don't they? Criminals are not stupid. Everybody thinks criminals are like illiterate and stupid. Exactly. It's their business. It's how they make money. They watch that like a hawk, right? Exactly. And these progressive uh, prosecutors, uh, you know, they're they're soft on crime. They're liberal policies call for no cash bail, and they think Proposition 47 is compassionate. Uh, You know, they see criminals as victims. Our streets have turned into a war zone, and uh, they support defunding the police, which has led to our officers' shortage and violence against our first responders. Well, uh, thank God for people like you, Jerry, who point out I think Houston may have had a record for murder last year. America had a record for more police officers shot than ever before. And we're beginning 22. We've already had five shot in New York. Today we lost the second one. Today the officer who lasted the weekend, Officer Moore, died uh, because of a domestic violence call. And um, neither one of us. Closely with that case. And I want to offer my condolences to Officer Morrow's family and the city of New York. And mine, and mine, and mine to, 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 uh, to your Officer Galloway and his family. And, and I know the Tunnel to Towers uh, uh, Fund, I believe, has already contacted the Galloway family, and they're going to pay for the mortgage. They kind of unite us all over the country because they do it for police officers in places you would never even think of. But we have to stay together. Maybe maybe the one good thing of this with, with how Soros has put all these cities together as crime crime havens, maybe these cities can unite and the honest people can unite against them there. That's my yes. goal. So we're going to stay in the contact with you. Do, the first thing we need to do is make sure that Republicans come out and force and vote to get these progressive district attorneys out of office. Uh, no question about it. I mean, I, there's no uh, – you look at Chicago, 30, 50 years of Democratic rule, and the place, you know, has more murders last year than like in 40 years. So what the heck good is it doing voting Democrat? How about you take a chance, you throw them out for a while, and give them a chance to reform? So let's, uh, let's uh, see if we can get a call uh, from, um, hmm, what about Susan in Brooklyn? Hello there, you crime fighters, heroes. <laughs> How are you doing, Susan? Yeah, we're good. And I'm thanks, Jerry. We'll, touch, Jerry. we'll be in touch, Jerry. We'll be in touch, Jerry. You know what's really distressing is um, I did uh, hear some of the um, – Interview today between John Castamatidis and um, our current uh, Mayor Adams. Uh-huh. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I come out of the business world where, you know, we um, look at like, okay, we try to duplicate success. We see like, oh, this company failed because it took these policies. So let's not do that. Oh, this company was super successful. Now, Mayor Giuliani, you have the blueprint. You already did it. It's proven. So he's coming up, and then he said, I'm pretty sure, because I, I almost fell off my chair, 
that he said that he sat down yesterday and did this so-called plan. Um, if that's actually what he said, I don't know. Like, but anyway, so where was this plan? I know you, Mayor Drouani, because you are such a stellar example of a public servant that you thought this through. You worked 18 hours a day. The first five minutes you became mayor, you started implementing your plan. And I am just like, and we're talking about violence and strife. And now these, why didn't he do it Friday night? Why did he even wait till yesterday? That, that is, it's a, it's not conclusive, but it's an indication that he's not really a substantive guy. He's a political uh, showman. Uh, that plan should have been developed a, a year ago. I mean, I, 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 I literally started developing my crime plan about January 25th, 1992, and had about eight seminars with uh, experts, including Dr. Wilson, including Bill Braddon, including uh, Ray Kelly, including uh, Professor Kelly, inclu- and go on and on and on. And by the time we came to the election, we had a f- we, we were ready. And then we spent the time between the election and the first day in office, and it was, it was implemented on day one, on hour one. I mean, I, I was I had a I had a party, an inauguration party. There was a shooting. I was there. That within one hour of, hadn't even been sworn in yet. But in any event, uh, it's a bad sign. It's an extraordinarily bad sign that he's putting it together. Uh, It has some good things in it. It has some bad things in it. It's also an extraordinarily bad sign that he doesn't have the ability to talk to me. Uh, He wants to make me, as some of uh, the Democrats do, into some kind of racist and uh, that I was too tough on blacks or something like that, which happens to be untrue. Uh, you can't imagine how many African-American people come up to me in the streets and thank me for what I did. Uh, nor nor uh, can you escape the fact that I, had a, that I had a plan for stop, question, and frisk that was approved by the Clinton Justice Department, none other than uh, Eric Holder, for being constitutional. Uh, the one he was attacking... Oh, they were they were searching five thousand more people. I'm, I'm sorry, five hundred thousand more people. I accomplished the same thing with a hundred thousand people and a very well directed professional Terry stop program. Now, I, if I were in his position, I I could be the guy that he I hated the most in the world. But if I were the guy that knew how to reduce crime, I I talk to him. I I talk out his ideas. I can show him that some of the things he's doing are a disaster. Like this idea of limiting it just to New York City cops. I mean, he's going to have enough trouble having enough cops. He's going to cut his Don Force in half. Um, a lot of mistakes that can be avoided. And here's the problem. Uh, first two weeks in office, he set a record for probably the highest increase any mayor has ever had. So he just doesn't have a lot of room, except for the phony honeymoon that he gets for reasons that I'm probably not allowed to discuss. Well, we'll be right back, and when we come back, we will come back with the 
final word. It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. That's what I thought. The Mayor's Final Thoughts are brought to you by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. So put the 11 bucks a month in to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. If you haven't done it after listening to Frank yesterday, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just make the contribution. Well, I'm going to go off on a somewhat different subject because it's not getting the attention that it deserves either. So it's noted that we have now, the United States of America has now given uh, our people in Ukraine a warning to start evacuating Ukraine. That is, of course, a very, very strong indication, not definitive, but a strong indication that we expect an invasion or we expect violence in the capital of Kiev. Uh, that would be extraordinarily unfortunate. Uh, I'd, uh, we, we can spend time, and I've spent podcasts on this, uh, telling you how we got there and, and talking about how we shouldn't be there, but we're there now. And uh, I really believe a last-minute effort should be made <coughs> to convince Putin that this would be a terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, the The critical... Mistake was not acting forcefully enough when he put the first 400,000, 500,000 troops at the uh, border of Ukraine. It reminds me of the uh, left-wing Democrat approach to violence, which leads to the fact that they, when they're in office, we have lots of riots. And when I was in office, we didn't have any. It's the, you know, let them get away with it. Don't push them too hard because they'll get angry. So, you know, they throw a few rocks and you don't do anything and they burn a few cars and you don't do anything and they steal a few pocketbooks and you don't do anything. Uh, let them cool off. Well, the cooling off gets worse and worse and worse. And then we have a summer like we had last summer, which was a, a disaster. And then we ended up having cops becoming observers of crime, which, believe me, psychologically had a massive impact on the record we set last year for murders throughout America. Criminals watch that. Police now observe crime. They don't stop it. It registers. That's why we have a 167% increase in auto theft in New York, because the DA has basically told you you don't get prosecuted for it. Right. They kind of write it down. Oh, don't get prosecuted for it. Let me do it. I get 10 cars. I get picked up once. I don't get prosecuted. I lose a day. Then I can do 10 more. That's the way it works, you see. And they don't have any idea of the criminal mind, nor do they have much of a practical idea about anybody. I'm talking about liberal Democrats now. Now, the reality is that Biden blew it uh, the minute he clarified and said he would not use military force. He did that very early on in this process when there were still only about four to 500,000 troops there. So now you've just given Putin a free ride. This one's for free, Vladimir. Uh, He can put all his troops there. He can invade. He'll have to deal with sanctions. That's not going to be nice, but he's dealt with sanctions before. He really wants Ukraine. At some point, he's going to make an attempt to take Ukraine. If you read what he's written, even the stuff he's written himself, much less the things that he said, he really has it in his craw, call it that, uh, to get Ukraine back. He thinks it was a terrible mistake. (coughs) particularly Khrushchev giving up Crimea. 
He believes that Russia shouldn't necessarily be the Soviet Union again, but its sphere of influence should include all of its old states. And that, like, we don't want anybody messing around in the Western Hemisphere. He wants his own. <laughs> we have our Monroe Doctrine. He wants to have his Putin Doctrine. Well, you know, the Monroe Doctrine was before we had nuclear warheads and we could both destroy the world. So there's something a little different there. And the United States is a different country than, uh, than Russia, whether the left wing here believes it or not, because they attack us for all kinds of terrible things. We happen to be the most moral nation on earth with our problems. And the nation you can trust the most on earth with our problems. And the nation that's given up more lives to save other people and other country by a lot than any other country in the world with our issues. A different thing if America is exercising a little more power than other countries because we exercise it with much more care than anyone else does. And I'm saying that not out of uh, pride as an American, although I have great pride, as I'm saying it as a historian, as an, as an objective observer. Who would you rather have being the main country to look to in this world, the United States or China? Uh, who, who do you think would care more about human rights, about hunger, about starvation, about decency? Uh, the country that kills 60 million of its own people, China. The one that many of our business people seem to be owned by and some of our politicians have been bought by. Or the United States. So this is, is going to be a tough time to do it. But I think he should hear. You do this. We make Ukraine a member of NATO immediately, right now. I know, that's a heck of a bluff. We don't elect presidents to be wussies. Our wussy presidents have gotten us into wars. Our tough presidents have won wars, sometimes without firing a shot. You want a definition of a wussy president? We ain't had anyone as bad as Biden ever. Somebody's got to step in and save America. And you've got to be tough with Putin. Otherwise, it's going to be a disaster. God bless America. Say your prayer tomorrow morning. But this time, add, God, please look down with favor upon the United States of America. Thank you, and God bless America. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.